being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, we're back, Drive Radio. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service with us. Charlie Grimes, of course, handling the engineering side of it. Larry Unger answering phones, and Kurt Rogers agreed to hang over for just a few minutes because Russ had a great question that, by the way, this applies to everybody that yes. would want to be looking at this asset manager and how it work, how does it help them, and so on. So, Russ, are you still with us, sir? Yes, I am. All right, so kind of recap. First of all, we started that last hour, ended that last hour where – Russ is like, wait a minute, I don't have a savings account anymore when I do this. And no, Russ, you don't. The savings account becomes the mortgage. And now I will say this, if you ever get the mortgage down to zero, then you can look at, okay, where else do I put some of that money? Because you know the idea is to get the point where the, the mortgage is at zero. You still have the line of credit to tap into if need be, but then you may have some extra money. You go and figure out where you're going to invest it and put it and so on. But until you get there, you just keep shoving it onto that mortgage and that become literally that become the savings account is how low can i make that that dollar amount that's sitting there on the balance and it's, right that's correct and when it gets to zero you've got this line of credit or a bank account to where something comes up you need money you don't need to go ask anybody and you have that for the life of the loan at that point. 30 years so so that's how that part works for us now to kind of bring everybody up to speed you had another question go ahead and give that one well i was just kind of wanting to know how you uh if you should budget differently Yes, you should. And uh, my wife and I have sat down. We've had the loan for 14 years, and we learned early that since the, the payment for the mortgage is made on the 21st of the month, and every dollar we put in the account drives the payoff down, which is the key to the whole thing, we just pour money in, and we don't pay our bills between the 1st and the 21st. We pay them on the 21st, and the way we do that is we put everything on a credit card. Credit card money is free for 30 days. Right. So we pay the credit card off, make the payment on the credit card on the 21st. What that has taught us to do is when we look at the credit card statement, we see exactly where we're spending our money because it itemizes it out for us. So the only time we take money out of the account is for the mortgage payment, the credit card payment. And because of that, the money that we're putting into it is actually helping pay it down lower. So we keep reducing our payment. But it helps us to budget where's the money. We get to see, you know, if we're spending an extra 8 $9 at McDonald's or Starbucks every day or every other day, where's that money going and how, how, how big an impact does that have on what I'm trying to do? I'm not saying you don't do those things. You just get to see them easier instead of looking at all the different places that you've normally written checks for. And balancing the, balancing the checkbook now is real simple. It's a 10, 15-minute job instead of an hour. That's how we've, we've applied okay. it. Yeah, because I guess my concern is by going to using the credit card all the time that it gets easier to spend money. Now, well, that, that's why this, you know, again, as I said earlier, you have to still be a disciplined individual when it comes to the financial end of things. And, and a lot of folks like myself still use cash and other ways to help be 
be disciplined as well, Russ. But again, you know, you still have to realize that, you know, whatever the dollar amount is of X thing I'm purchasing, it is X. Is this really what I should be doing or not? And you've got to have that mentality forever anyways, no matter what you're doing. It makes you more well, aware yeah. of where your money's going every month because you're seeing it instead of just writing a check and forgetting about it and then balancing it at one time. You don't understand why your balance went down by four or $5,000, but when you see that statement, you, okay, wait a minute. I shouldn't have done I'll, I'll be more careful next time. I'll right. remember it better next right. time. exactly. It just helps so you budget like, better. It's kind of like FICA. You don't ever know it's going because you don't see it go. That's, That's right. right. And now when you start seeing it go, okay. you start making some adjustments. Right. But, but again, the goal being in this loan, Russ, is to have that balance diminish every month. Yes. Okay. And that's the well, savings yeah, account. I mean, that's, you know, that's what, I guess that I didn't think about that, you know, your savings is the house at that point. Right. right. It's just the extra equity you have. Um, now, well, yeah, because the other, other, because the other way to look at it, some would say, well, you know, what if – you know, some, I know there's folks out there listening that would probably argue with me on is your house an asset or not. Some folks would argue that <laughs> I feel like it is. But, but the bottom of the line, Russ, is it costs money to have a roof over your head no matter how you do it. The majority of people, I mean, I know there's folks out there that have their house completely paid for. I get it. But the majority of people that you know I'm talking to have some sort of a mortgage. They owe money. So the way to, to reduce the outgoing expenses is to get that balance down as fast as possible. Because as you do, the payment is less. You have less cash flow going out of the account on a monthly basis. And the reality is you save money. So it is a savings account in that manner. Yes, it is. Now, Ross, uh, and I know you're in Wyoming. Should you need anything, you can always call my office if you have questions. If you want to go over the spreadsheet again, just pick up the phone and call me. I'll help. Yeah, and you've been great. I I absolutely appreciate it. Even though you're getting absolutely no business from me, uh, you've you've, you've been great to me. I really do appreciate that. Well, once I get licensed in Uh, Wyoming, then you can keep talking about me. Good stuff. Ross, no, I I appreciate it. So when you pay the house off, yeah. Does that money just start accruing the opposite direction in that no. account? No, How does no, that work? no, 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 no. No, it does Quit not. Quit put money in the account. No, yeah, once yeah. once you're at zero, if you put money in there, it's like putting money in any other account, any other checking account, and it's not an interest-bearing checking account. Even if it is, they're only paying you know, one-tenth of a percent, yeah. uh, maybe two-tenths yeah, of a percent. Yeah, you don't get anyway. Yeah, no, so once you get to zero, you're going to find other places to put your money. Yep. Okay. And okay, by the way, fine. it's a nice sense. feeling. By the way, if it were me, that other places, you take all of that equity that you now have that's zero, you go find another property you can buy that's an investment, and you do it all over again, it, it, Russ. Yeah, and you leave it on that. Yeah, we that's can, right. I can show you how to make that even get better. Yes. Right. And then somebody yes. else well, is making that mortgage payment every yes. month. And it's not your money, it's and theirs. That is actually our goal, is because we got a house next door. Uh, to us there you go i would like to buy and turn into like an airbnb or there you go now now you're thinking it's also got a it's got a big old garage on the back of it i could use it now you're thinking (laughs) you're making you're making your money work for you instead of it that's right making it work for you now you're thinking okay okay guys i appreciate you you're on the right track no appreciate you russ very much i really mean that and Folks, the Airbnb thing, for those of you that have never experienced that, and I hadn't until the last year, and I will tell you after having one, um, (laughs) yeah, let's just say they work. Good. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. They work. In my case, I did the math the other day, and I figure I need to only rent the thing out about uh, 30 nights a year. And after that, I'm cash ahead. That's 10%. At 30 nights a year, I'm not paying a mortgage. 
Out of somebody else did. Out of 365 days, you're running 30. 30. 10%. 90% of the time you get to use it, and it's free. And I can't use it that much anyway, no. so why not have somebody else doing it and making the mortgage payment yep. for you? So yep. do they work? They absolutely do. It's another area where Kirk can explain to you how that works. Now, how does all that work back into the car side? Well, because I'm a firm believer that if you can save money on one side, it gives you the ability to handle the other side even that much better. You don't have those crises. You've got the ability to buy the vehicle you've always wanted to buy. You can put that garage addition on if you want to. I mean, on and on we go. If you get the other side handled, Kurt's side, my side, the vehicle side, becomes even much easier because you've now got capital to do whatever you want to do on that side that you didn't have prior. Correct. If you're tied up and you, you can't access that capital, if you've got a problem with your car, you've you got to kick the can. Now you don't. You just get to get it fixed. It's preventative instead of the repairs right. you talk about. That's right. So there you go, folks. Kurt Rogers, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Again, all of our sponsors, drive-radio.com. Kurt, thanks for staying extra. Not a problem. Appreciate you guys it. have a nice Always one. Always great. Ha- Steve, great have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, you you bet. All right. We'll be right back, folks. Drive Radio. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is KLZ 560. This month at Geno's Auto Service in Littleton, receive a new set of windshield wipers with any service over $50. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, so now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition. At Geno's, any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles, so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. This month only, take advantage of free windshield wipers with any service over $50 when you mention this ad on KLZ. For over 38 years, Geno's has been serving customers all along the front range. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Be sure to check out Geno's excellent Google reviews. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, folks. Myself, Steve Horvath, Charlie Grimes, and Larry Unger with us today. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Favorite Thanksgiving movie, or what do you watch on Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving weekend even? I know a lot of folks, it's a football thing and so on. But uh, anyways, anything along those lines, please let us know. Any questions, again, give us a call. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. So I had an article I wanted to read also. Uh, that I thought was an interesting article, because this sort of applies to things we've even talked about in the past, but probably not in a lot of depth. And there was an article this past week on Fox 31, how to avoid hitting critters on the roads. In other words, how to avoid hitting animals and things like that. So the Colorado State Patrol is reminding Colorado drivers how to be aware of animals crossing the road. So the CSP found that an animal-involved collision increases about 5.5% this time of the year, with most collisions taking place between the hours of 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. Driving the speed limit, using the high beams when out of sight of other vehicles can help motorists spot those animals sooner. However, there's times where you just can't avoid a collision. The worst choice you can make is to swerve outside of your lane or slam on your brakes when there's vehicles behind you to avoid hitting that critter, especially if it's a smaller critter, squirrel, porcupine, raccoon, something along those lines. Uh, and, and, he, and I hate to say this, but it even could be Bambi. Um, but the CSP has some tips on what to do to avoid that. If you have time, lay on the horn, slow down in a straight line, never swerve. And if you have very little time and no one is behind you, you could break hard in a straight line, but only if there's no one behind you. If there's people behind you, I hate to say this, the animal is going to have to be the sacrifice. Unfortunately, yes. That there's no other choice because you cannot risk running into the other lane, having a head-on collision, having somebody else run into the back of you. And, folks, I'm going to say this. There's no animal worth that. Sorry, there just isn't. I, I think it's it's instinct and gut reaction to, to swerve, and you have to fight that. And you what, what, what CSP suggests is you have to drive through that. Stay in your own lane, drive through it, uh, keep the line of sight angled toward the butt of the animal. That's only if the end of the animal is towards the lane that you're driving in. If it's the other way around, I hate to say it, you're going to go to the head then. So you have to keep a straight line. Do not swerve because that's when other accidents happen. And we've already seen situations here in Colorado where somebody swerves to avoid an animal and it causes a huge mess. Folks can even die. Folks, believe me, human life is way more important than animal life, period. No, that's great. End of discussion. So yeah. we can we can get in a little bit more. If you got suggestions on that, please call 303-477-5600. Randy and Lyman, what's going on? Hey, the old popular oil question for you. No problem. It's always a good question. Uh, might have to answer, but uh, I take your advice. So anyway, when I check my oil, I do it in the morning after the car is set. So it's set for anywhere from 12, 24 hours, probably not 24, but you get the idea. Right. Uh, that way I get the perfect reading. You don't even need a, a, a rag or a stick or anything because even the stick itself, it's drained down the tube. Perfect reading. As long as the car's parked flat. We all know that. Anyway, it always shows me about, let's say, eighth of an inch over. Now, I'm assuming, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, this car says takes, this vehicle says it takes six. That's what I put in, and it's six. But... When they change your oil at a place, garage, where have it, they're not going to let it 
pull that plug out and let it be out overnight. They're going to do what they do, and when it dribbles, they put it back in. So is that where that oil that didn't dribble all night is showing up on my stick, and I'm showing over an eighth of an inch? Does that make any sense? Yes and no. Honestly, I think uh, huh. there's little passages and places that the oil is going to hang out. You could let it sit there overnight, and it still wouldn't drain out. So you're still going to have a little right. extra. But generally, they, they're they yeah. pretty good about, you know, if it takes six, it takes six. I don't, well, yeah, they, no, well, they've I got mean, that yeah. down to a science. Yeah, it's a pretty good science yeah. these days where it used to be back they in the day, the days, five quarts, and it oh, was yeah. five and a half. But, uh, well, and I mean, and, and, and rarely, when I change oil, to be honest with you, I, I look, obviously, after I'm done with the change, but I look it up to see if it says, you know, like some of the Euro cars, 6.2 yeah, if it's liters. four and three quarter or whatever, yeah, that's what I, you do. I put exactly what it right. says, and it, it rarely ever is over. Right. It's right on the number. And it's been brought to my attention, you know, different oil filters. Let's say a K&N's a big, big round, fat one, and your platinum one is, you know, still for the vehicle. But there may be a difference in volume in there. Not much. No. Very very little little yeah, not that you would notice. Yeah. But I'm just wondering where that eighth of an inch is. And then I guess more importantly than that, an eighth of an inch, I mean, that's, you know, I don't get into the centimeters, but nothing being a to, carpenter for 15 years, I know the eighth of an inch. Nothing to worry like, about no on a car. Than, no. Yeah, that's no different than putting in a can of uh, yeah. uh, 40, uh, uh, MOA, MOA or something like that. Yeah, yeah an eighth yeah, of an inch isn't bothering like anything that. at all. No. I mean, if it was but a quart over, we'd have some issues, but yeah. an eighth of an inch, Randy, not going to bother anything. All right. I just don't want it doing the... You know, the whipped cream deal where, you know, that's spinning and I'm not getting... Yeah, no, uh, you don't have to worry deal. about that. Yeah. Eighth of an inch is fine. It yeah. says eighth of an inch. It's been 15 years. I haven't had a problem. I just wonder why it's it's different other than they're not going to drain it for 24 hours. They're not... <laughs> oil yeah, no, oil change places hours. aren't. I mean, and typically yeah. you're changing the oil when it's warm, now, which is going to get more out anyways, typically. That's oh, why yeah. we want to change it when it's warm. That's one of the things you want to do. It's kind of one of our procedures, right. too. We always go drive the car before we change right. it. And, but with the right. new synthetics, by the way, and as thin as they are, even that's not what it used to be. I mean, it's almost like water. I, yeah, I mean, if somebody parked overnight <laughs> yeah. even and you did an oil change first thing in the morning as a shop, you don't have to warm it up. It's really not a big yeah. issue well, anymore. Yeah, I mean, if I check it 10 minutes after, 15 minutes after, I mean, it might be a lot closer. But, I mean, it's sat overnight and all the goodies have, you know, fell off except a little bit to maybe, you know, stay on there to keep you from metal-to-metal startup. But you don't think an eighth of an inch is anything to, I don't need to start putting in five and three quarters? No. The no. book says six. No. Put six in. All right. Six, yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you guys much. Have a good turkey Randy, day. Randy, thank you. You have a great day as well. Appreciate it very much. And, yeah, folks, with the advancements of, and you've heard me talk about this many times, I'm a firm believer in synthetic oil. In fact, I, I'm at a point anymore where I'm not sure why. Uh, other than marketing, I don't know why oil companies even produce anything other than synthetic oil. I'm not a fan of blended oils. I know a lot of shops out there still do the good, better, best oil changes. I didn't. Uh, by the time we were done doing, you know, the time I sold my shops back in uh, 2012, we were just about done with anything even on a standard oil, and that was 10 years ago. If I owned a shop today, uh, I wouldn't offer anything but synthetic oil. There's just no reason. If you look at the average age of the fleet, at 12 to 13 years of age, you go back in time and realize that those are 2010, 2008, 2009, 2010 vehicles being the oldest on average on the road today. They required synthetic back in that day even. Why are we using anything other than that? No, I, This I, is my take. I agree. And that I, we're moving slowly in my, in my shop. Well, not slowly, but it's just uh, we're still, mo- still moving to semi-synthetic. 
So and, and we had this conversation this week right. about at what point Why? am I just going to yeah, get rid of this? Yeah, what point you just go that other direction? You know, and and change it all. And uh, it, it, some of it's marketing still. Probably now. I mean, literally, Steve, we're at a point now to where it's like, you know, I, again, I don't even know why the the oil manufacturers are even offering that. I mean, yeah. they, they know what the engine requirements are of today's modern vehicle. They have all, you know, of all people, you know, their engineers and so on, and what they've done in conjunction with the factories, you know, the OEMs, why they're even still offering that. It's just strictly a marketing situation sure. is all it is. Period. Yeah, and, now, does that mean that standard oil is bad? No. no I'm, folks, please. Our oils altogether are much better today than they've ever been. I'm not saying that standard oil is bad, but why would you want to put anything but the best in your car? Yeah. We were talking during the break. You guys didn't hear this because you weren't listening, but some of these engines, and I'm not exaggerating, some of these engines, diesel vehicle can be $25,000 for a replacement engine. There are some of the European vehicles out there that can be as much as the price of the car was new to put an engine in. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. It's nothing even for an older, you know, Honda or Chevy or Toyota to have $10,000 be the price of an engine. Am I off much, Steve? No, no. Yeah, I don't see uh, any engine that we quote uh, under seven or eight. Okay, so yeah, why anymore, would yeah. you want to skimp a <laughs> couple of dollars on a quart of oil? It's 20 bucks. <laughs> Why would you want to skimp yeah. knowing what Steve just said? Yeah. That's how I've always looked at it. I mean, when you look at the price of the replacement engine, why am I going to skimp on the oil going in it? It's the lifeblood, literally, of the engine. Why am I going to skimp on the oil and or the filter knowing what you just said? Sure. To me, it makes no yeah. sense. And, and we're still struggling getting filters. Because of the supply to, the yeah. supply issue. Yeah. I still have a couple of light brands that I, or uh, lines that are, just aren't there, huh? Uh, the, the 1042. Which is the GM yeah. five three right. six zero? Oh. Right, can't get it in gold. It's because one of the most popular filters out there is why. Yeah. Then, All right, <laughs> we're going to come back. We got more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. Any questions? By the way, three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Kins and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This time of year, as the leaves begin to turn, so do our thoughts on our summer toys. Now, we must turn to the winterization of some of our prized possessions, like our RVs, boats, motorcycles, and jet skis. Winterizing your entire RV could be a whole episode of drive time on its own, but today we're going to focus on protecting the key fluids in all of your summer vehicles throughout the winter. First, let's talk about the gas. The shelf life on most gasolines is only about three to six months. By the time the gasoline actually gets into your tank, it is already many weeks old, which means that there's very little chance the gasoline in your tank today will still be in optimum condition when you dust off your toys next spring. You want to ensure that you protect your gasoline with a top-tier fuel stabilizer like the BG CF5. You also need to protect your batteries over the winter, we recommend a battery tender stay connected at all times whenever your vehicle operation will be longer than a couple of weeks in between. Before freezing temperatures set in, it is critical to ensure that the antifreeze in your vehicle has proper freeze protection. Additionally, you must ensure that the pH balances on your antifreeze are correct so that you're protecting your entire cooling system from freezing and corrosion throughout the winter. The simple addition of BG Supercool can help protect against corrosion as your coolant sits through the winter. 
If your vehicle is going to be parked outside, we also recommend protecting any exposed organic materials like rubber or leather with a good canvas or synthetic cover to protect these materials from the harsh UV rays of the sun or the harsh freezing temperatures of the winter. These few tips will keep your toys working in perfect order so that when the sun comes out next spring, you'll be ready to hit the trail, lake, or campground without any new costly repairs. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. You don't need a new air conditioner. You just need to get rid of that dead rodent clogging up the wheel. The technicians at Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air complete a thorough inspection before making any recommendations. They'll show you the photos to prove it. You know that feeling when you get a copy of a checklist that a technician supposedly completed, but you're not so sure? After a competitor told one customer they'd need a new air conditioner, Absolute came out for a second opinion. Once they opened up the unit, they found a dead rodent stuck in the wheel. They took a picture to show the homeowner. Then they got the rodent out. No new air conditioner needed. You can imagine how grateful the customer was to save thousands of dollars on an unnecessary replacement. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air includes photos in all of their reports because you need to see for yourself that you can trust them. Call the team that has nothing to hide. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like like you. Chrome stands for classic, antique, or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original, unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. Barber's Fresh Never Frozen All-Natural Turkeys can be found at family-owned retail stores in Colorado. In the Denver area, you can find Barber's Turkeys at Tony's Meats with locations in Castle Pines, Littleton, and Centennial, Oliver's Meats in Cherry Creek, Pete's Produce in Denver, and Edwards Meats in Lakewood. 
Check out ranchfreshmeats.com to see a list of the family-owned stores that carry Barber's Turkeys. We are trying to get Barber's Turkeys into Safeway and King Supers next year for Thanksgiving. So will you ask at your store if they carry Barber's brand turkeys? Let's build some interest at the grassroots level. Barber's Foods has been selling turkeys for Thanksgiving in Colorado for over 72 years. Thanks for supporting Barber's brand turkeys this year for your Thanksgiving dinner. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, and I got somebody that texted a question in. I'll answer that right after we do David here in Monument. So, David, you're up next. Go ahead, sir. Hi. Well, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. So this kind of goes along with what you were uh, talking about with the synthetic oil. Mm-hmm. I have a, a Chevy Duramax diesel, has about 126000 that it's only had, and I'm thinking about switching. To the synthetic, is that an issue when nope. you've got that many miles or anything? Nope. I can just go ahead. Yep, you can switch over. There's, there's no. I mean, I've said this for years. Even though there's a lot of folks, even technicians inside of the industry, and this is where a lot of this gets driven from, honestly, David, and they have no way of backing up their thought process. I can tell you that right now. But even in our industry, there's these wives' tales of, well, I've always ran Quaker State, or I've always ran Pennzoil, or I always ran regular, or I always ran you know, blended, or I always ran synthetic, and, you know, I can't switch back around. And the reality is, and, and anybody with any kind of, of, of uh, knowledge of metal, we all know that, first of all, oil doesn't impregnate metal, because if you take an oil-coated part and go put it outside in even just regular weather, unless you've got cosmoline on it where it won't wash off, any other oil is eventually going wipe, you know, to come off of that piece of metal and it will rust. Oil does not impregnate metal. Metal has no idea what oil is on top of it. The friction okay. uh, you know, that's, that's caused between you know, the surfaces and, and you know, it, what we want to do as far as getting that oil barrier between the bearing so it's riding on oil, not the bearing itself, you know, things along those lines, that's where the oil and that's what it's being used for. Oil does not impregnate metal. All right. So then uh, along with that, then, you know, um, and I don't know if I can say a name brand or whatever. Yes, but, you can. We don't care. You know, Costco, okay, because Costco has that, their Kirkland diesel 520 or 540 oil, um, synthetic oil, and it's like a lot less than, you know, like mobile or mm-hmm. something else. It, I mean, as long as it meets the, mm-hmm. the, you know, spec or whatever, you know, on the, you know, like, I think diesel CI something or whatever, SE or whatever. But, and Costco oil, uh, by the way, is the made code. by a company called Warren Industries, Warren Manufacturing, I believe. I don't know if – I don't remember the exact name, but I just know it's Warren, David. And Warren, by the way, makes – because here's the other thing most people don't realize. Not every oil company out there even makes its own oil. Some – the majority of oil companies use a – bottler, distributor, whatever you want to cause, whatever you want to call it. Now, they are building the oil to the specs of that particular company that's marketing that oil, but there's a there's only a handful of actual oil, quote-unquote, manufacturers. Everybody else uses somebody, and they brand it with their brand, and somebody's making that oil for them. Warren is one of – it's Warren Distribution. They are one of the companies that I'm talking about that makes oil for a lot of different companies out there david not just costco okay so i shouldn't worry about it's a lot cheaper and it's still 
As long as it's meeting the API specs of the engine, this is for everybody listening, as long as it meets the, you know, the specs that the engine or the manufacturer is calling for, sure, it has to meet all of those SFI specs and so on. That's how the industry works. All right. And the reason why they're able to make it, you know, a lower price, for everybody listening, you're all going to wonder, well, how can Costco make it, you know, that much cheaper? How can they sell it that much cheaper? Well, think about it this way, David. Do you see any national advertisements on TV for Kirkland Oil? No. Okay, well, a Mobile One, a Pennzoil, you know, even all the racing that that a lot of these guys will do and the money that they pour into that, that's all marketing, by the way. Anybody that's got a race car or a sponsorship of NASCAR or Formula One or Indy or, 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 I can go down the list, all of those companies have a marketing budget that they're putting that money into. They've got to get that money recapped some way, somehow, David. They're doing it through the cost of the oil that we as end users are doing, you know, are using, I should say, are paying for. And that's why you see, you know, the prices being higher on, you know, believe it or not, even, you know, Shell, Pennzoil, Quaker State, you know, on down the line we go. Kirkland, on the other hand, they don't have any of those costs because it's just a, essentially a rebranding of the Warren oil that they're putting in the bottle, putting it on a Costco shelf, and you're buying it. And, and Costco has okay. a different business well, model. And they, and they have a different business model. They're, they they're not relying on up. the markup that everybody yeah. else is. They're not looking at and. But they're yeah. still looking at that percentage. That yeah, they, they, want to they make, have a percentage but, to make, but again. But it's much lower. Yeah, they don't have to have the same percentage that a retail parts store has to have, for example. They don't have the same overhead. Sure. So that's why you're able All to right. buy it cheaper. But, but at the end of the day, is it as good as oil? Sure. You're no, I, would, I wouldn't hesitate using it. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, David. Appreciate it. And, uh, and, and by the way, there's a ton of people out there that have done testing on all these different oils, filters, and so on. I will say this, filters are easy to look at. They cut these things open. You can see them on YouTube and the different channels that are out there. You can physically see the difference in the filters. And do I believe in high-quality oil filters? Sure, mm-hmm. bar none. There's, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason not to use a high-quality filter. The oil, on the other hand, keep in mind that even these guys that do some of these oil tests, you got to realize that they are pushing the oils to the absolute limit. So where you know, one oil may, you know, may come in a little bit higher than somebody else's. So say Mobile One comes in just a tad higher than Kirkland. For all of you listening and driving and changing oil on the regular basis it's supposed to be done in, is that going to be a problem? No, okay. it's not. You're not going to run your car at 8,000 RPMs for 20 minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, when you, when you get these oil guys, even on the Internet, to start talking about one oil brand versus another and the testing that they put it through and so on and so forth, keep in mind, they're, they're putting those things to the extreme. Now, if you want the best of the best of the best, fine. Spend the money, buy it, you know, off you go. You know, Get a Mobile One or some of the others that have been innovators in that, in that world. But does that mean that the Costco brand is bad oil and I wouldn't use it? No. I hope I explained that well enough. I agree. All right. We got a, a text message that came in, by the way, and I want to make sure that we answer this on air. So uh, give me one second here. I get I get plenty of these in. So let me make sure that I'm going to the right one. Okay. Here we go. Uh, having some trouble codes and a check engine light is on. 2006 Mercury Montego Premier. The codes are a P0174, P0206, and a P0306. So uh, this particular person is wondering, you know, A, what could they potentially be looking at? Where do they take the vehicle? So if you're still listening, by the way, you're in the part of town where you'd want to go see Arvada West. 
They're over in the Arvada area, not far from where you are, by the way, because you gave me your address, which I'm not going to give out on air, basically. Uh, so that would be a place to go to. They can look at that. They can look at all of those codes as well. And the codes coming up are for transmission problems. I'll look them up specifically, by the way, through the break here and kind of tell you what our thoughts are. But if you go to, Tommy, if you're listening, if you go to Arvada West, they're on the website, drive hyphen radio.com drive-radio.com just look for arvada west there they'd be more than happy to take care of you they're the shop in that part of town that's a part of what we do here and yeah they will definitely help you out and if it is a transmission issue that needs rebuilt which is what somebody's telling you let's verify that make sure that that is in fact the case and that it does need a rebuild because a lot of times because there's a code thrown doesn't always mean the transmission needs rebuilt. Steve's nodding <laughs> yeah. his head because he knows yeah. what I mean. Yeah, Chime it in. Be, uh, oh, yeah, it could be a, a one or a, a million different things, but the sense, a lot of times it's just sensors, speed sensors. There's so many speed sensors on a transmission in different parts of the transmission that can be causing, you know, so it's, it, if they're not matching, you know, the computers are confused, doesn't know when to shift, and they, they need to be right on the money correct and for example there can even be things internally just in you know valve bodies and things along Mm -hmm. those lines that can cause solenoids for example can go bad things along those lines uh and again i I, in this case we need to have somebody that understands the system understands the codes what do they stand for and so on now i will say this that i believe the p0174 is a lean code Mm -hmm. uh steve's saying yes that's probably not transmission related now, I say probably because, as Steve said a moment ago, some of these things can coincide with one another. And in, when the systems, what's the best way for me to explain this? When the system isn't functioning the way that it should and it's not getting the readings that it wants, it can make all sorts of things act wacky. Sure. Probably the best way for me to explain that. So when it's not getting the right inputs and it's saying, hey, something's off, it can start doing all sorts of funky things. And you got to get to that root cause of what's causing those codes in the first place to then move forward as to what's the next fix. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. And it had a P0306? It also has, hang on. Sorry. Gotta, he <laughs> which, which, text, is, which is a misfire. He, he keeps texting. A, P, a P0306, yes, which would be a misfire, misfire. and then a P0206. And a three zero. So I was thinking of vacuum leak on the six-cylinder. You know, so, which could cause uh, that as well. Yeah, so uh, but it, uh, that's when you said transmission. I thought that's kind of. And P zero two zero six is number six, not firing correctly. Two zero six or three zero six. Two zero. Well, he's got two zero six and a three zero six. He's got both. So he's got a, he's got misfire codes as yeah. well as it being lean and lean. So which, yeah, which so, yeah, probably no. means you don't have a transmission issue. It also came from sea level to here, but on a newer vehicle, probably not a big issue. That will adjust, uh, you know, automatically. Now an 06 is yeah, an 06 is late enough to where it'll adjust automatically to the elevation. You don't have any issues there. So uh, yeah, it'll know. So it, that's not setting the codes. By the way, you've got another issue going on, and I will tell you that it's most likely not transmission, nor does it need rebuilt. That's not what's causing the misfires. No. no it, I can tell you that right now. Yeah. It's not causing the misfire. Yeah. So, Tommy, get that over to Arvada West. They'll take good care of you. And, uh, uh, again, just go to drive-radio, drive-radio.com. Look it up there. It's all there. Their address, you name it, it's all right there. But it's Arvada West. They're over there off of Ralston Road. Uh, they're right next to – what is the quick lube next to them? Grease oh. Monkey. They're right next to yeah. the Grease Monkey over there. It's easy. It's an easy part of town to find. You can't miss them. It's Arvada West, Truck and Auto. Uh, I can get you the number for them, too, real quick. Give me one second here, and I will get you that. 
Uh, it's by the way, eleven seven fifty two West Sixty Fourth Avenue, three zero three four two two ten sixty five. When they answer, tell me your radio show listener. They'll take great care of you. That's how this works. So we'll be right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Jim, what's going on, sir? Hey, I've got, uh, you've been talking about the conventional versus the yes. synthetic oils. Yes, sir. And I've got a 2017 uh, Outback with the 3.6 liter, and the owner's manual itself says use conventional motor oil. Interesting. 
It is, and that's what I thought. I thought, well, this would be a fun conversation to have. I would still I, I've seen a couple of Ford, uh, uh, Fords have that, too, where they have conventional and something new like that, 2015 or 2014, I think, which is, is totally silly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't know why they're telling why, you that. Why would you not want to go the extra two thousand miles? I mean, we go. We off. We we say three three thousand on conventional and five thousand on synthetic. And you know, why would you not want to for the extra twenty? And miles? it's a three six. So they're saying on a three six not to use. Yeah. And non turbo, correct? Synthetic, uh, not a turbo. No, I don't believe so. Three point six R is the is the right, engine. Right. Right. And I'm and I, I and it may say that in the manual, but the information I'm getting. Says you can use either. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. And, wh- well, and I, the only yeah, reason I could think of that the automakers would say conventional gym is they're still looking at the overall cost of ownership, and they know that if they yeah. can get you to use conventional versus full synthetic, it lowers that quote unquote overall cost of ownership, and they're typically on. The window stickers, or, or you know, there there is figures of every manufacturer out there on what yeah. that total cost is, and my gut feeling yeah. is they're just lowering that overall cost by doing that. Is why they're saying that. Well, but then obviously they're not factoring in a new motor because you didn't use it. <laughs> well, and again, if you changed oil regularly, even on regular conventional oil, would it still last and work? Yes, it would. But you're getting far yeah. better protection and longevity, I believe, out of the engine itself, out of using synthetic versus regular conventional oil. I, I do have to get on my little soapstone. Go ahead. Well, you got to check your oil, though. That's true, too. You know, the the well, problem we're seeing anymore. You know, is that you know people go in the five thousand or even some of the Euro cars they want ten thousand miles. That doesn't mean that, that doesn't absolve you from checking the oil. You're going to still burn oil. Correct. And manufacturers won't even talk to you unless you're burning a quart every thousand or less than that. Thousand. Less than that, even. Yeah, you know, usually it, less. Usually, yeah. you know, so far you, less. Yeah, so you could go two thousand miles and and still be down two quarts, and manufacturer would not say that's not normal. So even though you're going five thousand, you may still have to add oil. That's and a great point. Yep. You know, and that's the thing I'm kind of running into is people running their cars out of oil. And and, yeah, and, 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 right and you see, I mean, by the way, there's there's videos and such out there on that as to what Steve just said a moment ago too, where that what he said that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, good. Well, thank you guys very much, and I enjoy your show. Well, we appreciate it too. Thank you, and and uh, and I. By the way, my my exact and this is this they pull this from the factory. Uh, uh, service manuals, if you would. My manual says your vehicle is designed to use 530 conventional oil. However, 530 synthetic may be used for optimum engine performance. There you go. Hmm. Okay, Jim, and I know you like. Let, I know you hung up, but if you're still listening, sure. that's what it says. Interesting. So you, you, it's almost like a now they're marketing that way so they keep that cost down. Yes. They're, but they're wanting you, to keep that overall ownership cost down. But if you did the math, and I've never actually sat down and done the math, you know, how, you know, if you do five thousand on the, and three thousand on the uh, conventional, wouldn't you save money over time? It's about yeah, it's about the same. Well, if you factor in labor, no, I think you're going to save money by going the five thousand on the synthetic because you're going to pay the same labor every single time, no matter sure. what. So the the difference in price from conventional to full synthetic isn't if you're using a high quality filter which you need sure. to be doing no matter what anyways it's nominal yeah that's why I, that's why I thought well why are they doing that but it, it's pennies so <laughs> yeah, and again yeah. there there I can tell you this just knowing what I know about the internal workings of oil and so on there is no reason to recommend conventional oil anymore hmm. none no. none I, and really the only reason we're doing it is it's habit 
That's all <laughs> it's it is. A, it's a habit. It's just something that's been passed down yes. from year to year to year to year. That's that's to your point. That's really the only reason. Mm-hmm. It, other than that, there is no reason to do so. Steve in Denver is next. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, John. Um, my father-in-law passed away about two and a half months ago. I'm and sorry. That's all right. We're clearing out his garage. It's kind of a big mess. <laughs> but uh, he ran a CV joint repair business oh. out of his truck okay. for about five or six years back in the 90s. Okay. And about half of his garage is full of old Rockford CV joint parts. Oh, sure. And wanted to see if you had any ideas who might be able to use those instead of just throwing them in a, in a you know. Right. In a, if, yeah, I, I'm thinking of, uh, there's a, a couple of driveline places that also do some rebuilding. And uh, if you don't mind calling me on Monday, let me do some thinking on it okay. uh, and see if I could uh, – I can give you a couple numbers of those those places. I was thinking of driveline places because some of them are into the rebuilding of CV joints a little bit. Yeah, not much anymore. Not that's much. The, that's, the, that's the problem because you can buy them redone already off the shelf cheaper right. than they can redo right. them for is the it, problem. It would be the exotic ones that you can't find. Right. So, but um, right. I was, uh, and, and when you say he's got you know the tools and all that, Steve, what all – I mean, what, what are you talking? What all does he have? Um, I'm not sure about tools. I'm talking about just the rebuild kits. The sure. kits themselves. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking Rocky Mountain Drive Line, somebody mm-hmm. like that. They're worth a phone call. I don't know if they'd be interested, but th- I was yeah. thinking of a couple different ones, you know, that would be into that. Okay. And you, but you do. You hate to see things get thrown away. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's too. the hardest I, thing. I, to... <laughs> I mean, I hate to just see this stuff get – because just, it's scrap metal, essentially, is what you would be doing right. with it. Yeah, I, right. I would hate to see that and as well. I mean, heavy, too. You, so yeah, you would hope somebody cool. would. Now, I will say this, Steve. Uh, you get money for it. Yeah, if it's heavy enough and you go down to the scrap metal place, they'll give you – they'll right. write you a check. Yeah, well – Right. It's an that's, what I'm thinking that's what I spent my last Saturday doing right. was I was taking our scrap metal to the scrap metal place. And, you know, we get we have a little trailer we filled up. Yeah, I got, yeah, a, I got 120 bucks. Yeah, there's it. money there, Steve. I mean, so sure. if you can't find somebody to sell them to, that sure. is the last resort. At least it's not that, getting in a dump. dump. It's, yeah, getting, it's getting recycled. Somebody's it's going to be a frying it. pan right. or a fender or something right. someday. But, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's consistent with uh, just a quick shout-out to my father. He's a uh, mechanic in rural Iowa. Oh, really? He's, tur- he's turned 88. Oh, good for him. On the 30th of this month. Nice. He's still, still running his shop six days a week. Oh, that's awesome, wow. Steve. So uh, That's awesome. Good for him. He told me the same things. He said nobody's rebuilding them anymore. They're not. He's but, right. But I thought He's I thought, uh, I thought I'd get you guys' input on it. I mean, the problem, Steve, is you almost need somebody like your dad even that even knows how to. I mean, a lot of these young guys that are yeah, in most right, of the right, shops right. today – they wouldn't know the first thing about rebuilding one. And I'm, I'm, that's not a sure. bad thing. They just, they've never been taught because they've never had to. Sure. So that's just where the industry's sure. gone. So, no, I understand that. Well, Larry, if I could get your number, I'll give you a call on Go Monday. Ahead, Steve. Sure. My number is 303 794 And I'm Steve also. I'm okay, just asking for me. Steve and Steve. Okay. Thank you very much. You betcha, Steve. Appreciate it very much. Have a great weekend and tell your father. That is awesome. Happy sure. birthday, Dad. Good stuff. Bruce, you're next. Go ahead, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Are you there? Hello. There we go. How are you, Bruce? I'm good. How are you? I got a terrible connection with you, but I can hear my you now. Is on the uh, on a flathead V8, an older engine. Would you still can? recommend using synthetic oil if it hadn't been run on synthetic oil all its life? Oh, I, on that one, I would go to, and my, my dad has a bunch of flatheads in that, and they make some oil just for those vehicles, Bruce. 
And uh, in fact, if you send me an email or a text message over the weekend, I can get you specifically what he uses. But I know he uses a specific type of oil for those flatheads. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not sure I understood what you said. I heard something about a text message. Another question I got is, is there a good shop in town that works on flatheads? No, there's not. My dad probably has as much uh, knowledge on the flatheads as anybody in town does, and I could connect you two guys together. That's where I said either text me or go to the website. Probably best thing, just go to the website, Bruce, drive-radio.com, drive-radio.com. You can Google it even. It'll come right up. Send me a message, and I'll get you two connected. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Bruce, That's I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I my dad, he's probably forgot more about <laughs> flatheads and all of that awesome. than most people know, and I mean that sincerely. But, yeah, and, and we've got some around our shop, and I know he uses a specific oil in those, and no, it's not what we would use in a modern engine because no, of what it is. It's changed. Totally different ball. Game. I have to say, the website looks nice, too. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot. Thank it. you. You know, we should, we should, uh, we should mention that to Thank people. Thank you, Ann. Yeah, all yeah. new website. Producer Ann did a great job on that. So when you go there, it's easy to navigate, easy to find stuff. It's really simple. So, yeah, Ann, thank you very much for doing that. And, yes, drive-radio.com. And, yes, flathead Fords are not my forte. I, I'll be honest. I've other than what's kicking around the shop and what my dad's done and my uncle and so on, I've never, I've so, never worked on one. Oh yeah, and pretty much anything that's built like pre what seventies, you're pretty much where you need that additives. You you that, need the ZD, ZD the ZDDP PDs. and all of that, and it's just a, it's a different configuration of oil is what you're going to do sure. in that particular situation. Again, my dad's got all the all the info on that, and I can get to get those two guys together. Stephen Lakewood, you're next. Hi. Uh, I, uh, I'm in culture shock here. I just got a new truck after 22 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't see that handy little uh, uh, coupon in the, uh, the book to send off for a Helm service manual. Nope. Oh. <laughs> nope. There's not. Those, day, those days are over. Those right? days are gone. So, well, so what did you buy? Uh, say uh, Toyota Tacoma. Great. Good yeah. car. It's, uh, like I say, it's just, uh, you know, so much new. It's just uh, daunting. It is. And, and if you need repair information on that, Steve, you can actually, even as a, as a you know, regular you know, vehicle owner, you can access all of the Toyota original equipment manuals and so on. There'll be a, like a three, three or four day subscription that you can actually rent. You're not buying it, but you're renting it. And you can download any of it. You know, you could print the whole manual off if you wanted to. You had a big enough printer, you could do so. So you could still get a manual. You just have to get that subscription for those days and do it that way. Okay. I saw something referred to TIS, Toyota. Yes, that's right. Okay. And and they would let you download? They sure will. Okay. Yeah, you can do whatever you want in those three days with a subscription. Knock your socks off. (laughs) Uh, Just one more question. Uh, this thing has got airbags apparently in the side, side of the curtains. seat. Yeah, well, side, yeah, probably side seat and side curtains both. Yes. Yeah, and so I was going to get a uh, you know kind of a slip cover, cheap cover for the. It'll passenger it'll seat. disable those if you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not recommended typically. Okay. Well, thanks again. You're very welcome, Steve. Good luck on that. That's a great vehicle. Congratulations. Uh, top of the hour, guys. We've got one more hour coming your way. Drive Radio, myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Again, we'll be right back. KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. 
Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.